afternoon. You're watching Stockwatch this week with me, Zinati Kuma. Today we bring you a review of the week's stock performances and we get to answer all your stock-related questions. Joining me with his insights today is Sunlam's Greg Katanellenbogen. Thank you so much for your time, Greg. Let's just start off with the macro picture. I've been quite confused because at the beginning of the week, uh, markets were quite optimistic, um, judging uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell's comments at the Economic Club of Washington as dovish. But then as more uh, Fed officials came out with comments on monetary policy going forward, there was a sort of nervousness. So are markets just kind of in limbo right now because nothing is really clear at this point? Markets are in a battle uh, with the Federal Reserve. They don't quite believe uh, him. They do believe that he'll continue to raise rates, but they think that the frequency of that will uh, peter out quite soon. And the markets seem to believe that he will then start uh, cutting rates, whereas he says that they could be going up for an extended period and then remain there for that extended period. So there's a battle between the Fed, but there's an old saying in this business, don't fight the Fed So at the moment. But what has happened is that markets have taken uh, a fright at the, um, you know, there's an inversion in the yield curve. So it means what you get for the two-year te uh, Treasury in America, which is now about 4.5% versus what you can get for a 10-year Treasury, about 37 So uh, over time, any inversion has always indicated a recession in the United States, but there have been one or two uh, false signals. But generally speaking, you will get. So the question is, uh, will America have a recession? If it does have a recession, will it be a mild one? Or will it be a prolonged one? But at the moment, you you know, more and more companies starting to say how they're laying off uh, um, staff. And so there's worries that uh, the U.S. might dip into a recession. So the markets can't make up their mind at the moment one day. But the big key factor to watch for will be next week when the U.S. inflation data comes out. If that shows that the inflation trend is still moving downwards, the market will take that as a very positive signal and I think move up rapidly. But if it was to surprise on inflation being stickier, we could see a further sell-off in the markets. Yeah, well, let's come to our local market because I think uh, quite largely the JSC, you see the JSC being uh, kind of shielded or cushioned from some of the big nervousness in global markets. But seeming like that uh, the chickens have come home to roost because now the JSC, of course, uh, as we're talking, the JSC down uh, almost... Uh, or more than almost one and a half percent and is that a case of the JSC maybe the outlooks the outlook looks a little bit more um, uh, gloomier because of the load shedding issue that we have because for example even this week we've had loads of companies coming out and talking about how load shedding is impacting them and their, their earnings so it's it's bound to as you said you know every time a company reports locally there's always something in it about the effect of load shedding. If it's not load shedding, it's also the problem with Transnet and getting goods to market and things like that. So what has sort of underpinned the market somewhat has been the steady decline in the Rand dollar exchange rate. Um, but uh, having said that, the JSE had a, a decent year last year relative to other markets. And um, uh, many of the stocks have been, have been doing quite well, but it's impossible. You can see now after the State of the Nation address the effect that 
you know, the worries that it's going to take South Africa longer to come out of this funk um, with the rand around 1780, you know, soon might be knocking on the 18 rand to the dollar. And that will underpin some of the stocks that are sell their goods in, in foreign currencies. But uh, at the moment, you know, the JSE, while it has been um, doing okay, it can't be immune from what's going on in the world uh, all the time. Yeah. Uh, do you have any view on CAP Industrial? Because there's a question here on it. And of course, that's also usually pegged to the performance of the economy. Yeah, I don't follow the stock personally, but any industrial stock uh, will be affected by what happens in the economy and also the level of interest rates and consumer sentiment. So that is, but I can't give you a, a definitive yeah. answer on that particular company. All right. What about transaction capital? Because, of course, um, you do have the commuter um, industry really being affected by high uh, inflation and interest rates. Uh, they did see some pressure there on SA Taxi the last time they uh, reported on 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 um, on their results. You also have their uh, we buy cars that's under the transaction capital stable. So I'm just wondering because a transaction capital has actually been quite a, a favorite recently, but now they are starting to see a few pressure points. So what do you make of their prospects going forward? Well, I think this is a very, it's a good company and I think they've done pretty well, but again, not immune to what's going on around them and in that. So, um, you know, inflation has been a, a problem. Um, there's been a, a, in the taxi division, there's, uh, you know, there are problems about the lack of supply of Toyota taxis. And um, also, um, you know, the future growth has been um, uh, been a worry, but the headline earnings were were decent, although generally I think the, the worries about inflation and where the growth is going to come from in the future is what led to the, the share um, coming down a bit a uh, couple yeah. of days ago. So, But uh, it's a very good um, business that we buy cars is, is a good business as well. And uh, as you know, South Africa is a, a massive taxi industry. So as soon as, you know, growth can return. But these it's very difficult for businesses like these to outperform in a low growth environment and that's unfortunately what south africa has at the uh, moment it's difficult to outperform in a low growth environment and until such time as uh, we can get our growth up um, companies will struggle and it doesn't look you know the forecast projections now whether from the imf or the reserve bank showing that the effect of uh, load shedding on the economy is you know almost to make us uh, no growth at all. So it will be yeah. difficult for companies to outperform in that uh, scenario. Yeah. Greg, let's take a look at something that is completely out of my radar, and I'm hoping that you can help me with this. What's your take on the Manchester United share price? <laughs> well, the Manchester United share price... Um, so uh, a few years ago, uh, there was a bid from the Qataris for Glazer's share in Manchester United, and they bid one billion pounds, which having, you know, the Glazers, I think, paid about 700 million pounds. Now, of course, uh, they're looking to sell and they've got a price target of six billion pounds. 
So um, the, the the price has you know reflected that that the the higher valuation of the club the club has recently been it's left a poor 2022 behind it and starting to um, uh, do a lot better this year under the new manager. But uh, the bottom line will be, you know, has the share price run ahead of itself in terms of what they will take for the um, for the club. As you know, the Qataris are um, have uh, unlimited funds, but the problem is there's a rule that you can't own two clubs that are in the same Champions League uh, or in the European football. So that's going to be a bit difficult. So and there's another. Uh, local British billionaire bidding, uh, bidding for for the company, so the price might have run ahead of itself, but um, I don't think the Glazers are going to sell it on the cheap. I definitely have some homework to do, but thank you very much for that information. You learn something new every day. Thank you to the viewer uh, that asked this question and to you, Greg, uh, for that detailed explanation of what is going on there. Uh, there's a question on a number of stocks and. Um, Sure. Yeah, uh, I'm sure a lot of these you actually don't look at. But let's start off with the first one. I'd like to get the panel's take on the following stocks. They are pay, um, uh, penny stocks, and I'd like to know if there is potential in these uh, companies or the saying, uh, true, uh, you get what you're paying for. Um, so if you can have a pick at which of these you'd invest in. So Merafa Resources, uh, one that, uh, that, that we talk about a lot. Uh, African Dawn Capital, um, Premier Fishing Brands, Cognition Holdings, Finbond Group, Purple Group, and RMB Holdings. So let me just go sure. through those again. Merafe, African Dawn, Premier Fishing, Cognition Holdings, Finbond, Purple Group, RMB Holdings. Which ones would you yeah, be so keen on there? I, I don't focus on the, the penny stock, but uh, Marafi I can talk about okay. in the, the resources. So it's um, it's been quite uh, disappointing relative. So it's been left behind uh, where the other stocks have, um, uh, you know, yeah. the other resources stocks have um, uh, done pretty well. So, and it, it, it does remain a... Um, a penny uh, a penny stock but i can't see that the outlook for the company you know glencore the major um major shareholders in in marafi's business so um, yeah but uh, that stock has traded in a in a, a narrow band you know for for a while um but uh you know selling ferrochrome and uh, the price hasn't really moved uh, as the um uh, other metals have um, have done but yeah. um you know the good thing about marafi is that um there were it's had a many uh, fertility uh, fatality free shifts yeah they did and then they they did the you know um their cash dividend was uh, they declared a cash dividend so earnings have have been picking up uh, for marafi but um whether this stock will shoot the lights out will depend on the um uh, ferrocone price yeah all right well let's get to uh, another question here is remgro a safe parking spot actually another viewer did send a few notes uh, earlier on in the week uh, applauding the company on their um corporate uh movements um yeah remgro is is it a safe place to park your money 
Yeah, it's a very safe, a very good company. So they unbundled, like they had a big stake in Grinard and Grinard Shipping, which they unbundled to shareholders. So, um, you know, they are trying to uh, repurpose the business into being, to holding unlisted businesses, as opposed to where they held a few businesses that were listed on the stock exchange. And it made no point you could go and buy those shares directly if you wanted. So now with uh, Remgro, you know, going back to the business of a, of a true, what shall I, investment holding stroke private equity business. And uh, I think it's a good uh, company and they've got lots of cash and uh, investors' money quite safe in that. Yeah. Um, talking about uh, investment holding companies, uh, there's a question on a company that was... Uh, a part of the PSG unbundling. What's the panel's view on CA sales? Do you look at CA, CA sales? Which company is that? CA sales. So one of the companies uh, that were unbundled from PSG. No, I don't. That is too small. Ah, uh, uh, all right. Um, well, hopefully we will be getting more insights maybe next week on that. Um, but just uh, some of the news that uh, rocked the JSC this week, Coronation, Greg. Yeah. I actually went out and uh, bought the dip, and I'm wondering if that was the right move. What are you thinking of, of Coronation right now, especially considering the fact that uh, they've been a consistent uh, dividend pl uh, payer, but now obviously they're saying that they're not going to be paying a, a, a dividend uh, in, yeah, in the next yeah, it, will be, it will become clearer when you find out exactly what the uh, the amount that they have to yeah. pay to stores. You know, I mean, having uh, won the original case in the High Court and then the now having that overturned by the um, the appeal court. So um, it's it's a bit of a blow to coronation. The share price came under pressure but they i think they have no choice but to just pass the dividend now until they see what uh the uh you know our shareholders can see how much they are liable for and that but uh you know coronation is, is is a business that earns its income on its fees on the amount they invest and uh you know if markets do well then their, their fee income goes up if markets don't do so well it comes comes down so this is, didn't come uh, you know at, at a great time for them because markets are uh, quite um, iffy on the international side the south african assets have done quite well but they still have around about the last time i look about 600 billion yeah. in um, assets under management so it's a it's a good company a decent company but uh, i think that uh, tax uh, uh, it just shows how aggressive SARS is becoming now. So I wonder how many other companies might find yeah. um, themselves at that point. But uh, I think it's, yeah, it came as a bit of a shock. So for people who are, because, but that just shows you, you know, historical dividends, you have to be careful. You look something paying 12% and then, you know, will they be able to manage that in the future going ahead? And many times that's, that's yeah. not the case. But yeah. uh, I do think Coronation will bounce back from this. Ah. Will pick and pay bounce back from load shedding? I guess that's the big question. Uh, so they did also uh, come out with a trading update this week and really just talking about the profound impact that load shedding has had on them. I don't know. Do you think that um, their, their earnings are... Uh, load shedding is a significant part of their 
uh, earnings dip or do you think that it's just an excuse that the business isn't really doing so well except for maybe boxer and and pick and pay clothing no i don't think that at all i think uh, load shedding and the cost of mitigating against that is massive and it's hitting all companies bottom lines. It's true that over the last few years that checkers has outperformed um, pick and pay, but uh, definitely the amount of money that they're paying to mitigate load shedding is a massive cost. You know, they've got hundreds of branches around the, uh, the around the country. And it's, as you saw from the, um, the statement that it costs significant money to um, give either some sort of alternative power. So I don't think it's an excuse. So they certainly, you know, um, have underperformed uh, checkers, um, but uh, it's certainly uh, nothing. You know, load shedding is a big part of, of yeah. the problem. Um, all right. Well, let's get to more good news uh, and get to your stock pick for today, Greg. Now my stock pick remains what I've been saying for uh, some time now. I say Cecil is the, the stock pick, I do believe. You might have seen this morning the Russians said that they're going to cut 500,000 barrels of oil in retaliation for sanctions and the price cap that pushed up the oil price this morning uh, about 2%. Um, I still believe that the oil price will be uh, at the end of the year higher than where it is now and I think that will be beneficial. You know, every 10 cent movement in the Rand dollar exchange rates is about 600 million positive or negative for Cecil and uh, very similar to $1 increase in, in the oil price. So uh, this, I think the, there's tailwinds behind it. I know uh, investors were disappointed with the recent update uh, where you know, they're impairing about 8 billion in um, Secunda, but they did also write back some previous impairments. Uh, but chemical prices have also been uh, stagnant for a while and that uh, hasn't helped them. But I do think that uh, the rising oil price and the fact that the Rand dollar exchange rate might trade in this uh, range for some time should benefit them um, over the next year or so. But on the 23rd of this month, we will see the uh, results from Cecil and we'll get a better indication. But I believe that the fall in Cecil a couple of days ago wasn't warranted that level uh, of that fall and uh, has proved in the last few days I've seen the stock up and I expect it to continue going that way. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, Greg, for your time and your analysis today. That was Sunlam's Greg Katzenellenbogen.